Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Well, happy Wednesday as I record this. Uh, I want to talk about thoughts today uh, and maybe the transitory nature of our thoughts, kind of piggybacking on some things that we've been talking about lately, uh, talking about transitions, flow, but also this idea of holding on, right? So really, we want to keep our thoughts moving. So let me say this, that in, in times of sickness, illness, injury, grief, and loss, I have learned so much about life. I think I've learned more about life and gained more wisdom from those moments than I had when things were, were perfect or, or well. Okay. So I remember when I had my stroke, um, actually 11 years ago now, uh, as I was recovering, I remember being, you know, 32, so very young, three very young children, and we would go to church, and that was like my big highlight for the week, because other than PT, OT, that kind of thing, that was that was like the only normal thing I could do, but I was using a walker at the time, and I remember going through and, um, you know, when you're using a walker and you have mobility issues, you can't, you can't do life the way that, that you could before. I couldn't just, you know, walk in with my kids and, you know, go and and pick a seat and, you know, get there five minutes before we started. No, it had to be a whole production because it it was, how do you get out of the car? Where do you park? There were some access issues. I was also moving slower. And so it took a really long time and it wore me out. And the one thing though, that I, I really really appreciate during that time is that when I was going through that time, I was moving a lot slower, which meant I was engaging with mostly older people in the church who were also having these mobility and access issues, who were also moving slower. And I was getting to know them like I would not have before, because if I was only showing up five minutes before we start and I'm going in my seat right away, I'm not having these conversations. But if I've got to pause and kind of sit down for a minute and somebody's there and I'm talking to them. And, and so there was a, a wealth of things that I learned, not only from these people, but just about the idea of slow down. You are missing so much. It's kind of like John Maxwell always talks about walk slowly through the crowd. Don't be the person that goes and hides out in the green room as a speaker and only comes out, you know, when you're speaking and only gets taken out the back way, you know, no, walk slowly through the crowd, be with your people. Uh, Another time I had um, in college, actually, I was playing volleyball and I tore my ACL. Let me tell you, I've given birth to three children. That was some of the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Um, Long story short, uh, there were many factors, many different different variables and timing that went into it. But I I ended up having to have my ACL completely replaced. Um, So I do have a cadaver ligament, which is very interesting. Uh, And I learned throughout that whole process because I, I also was, I had a kind of like a high, high stakes, high performing, um, very high stress job at the time. I was in charge of a lot of things. I had a lot of responsibility. And so I tried to force my recovery. And I will say this, that uh, forcing your recovery has a lasting impact, right? You don't want to do that. 
And I've also realized that every loss that I've had is also a new beginning, whether that is, um, you know, a loss of a, a relative. You know, I've got a lot of clients and friends and things that I've, are losing people. Yes, I get it that they're no longer here with you. But but from a spiritual background, um, I will say this, that they're actually more present with us in that way than they are in their body. And if you'd ever like to talk about that, please reach out and let me know. Maybe one day I'll do a, a, an episode on that. But um, also, every loss of a job is a new beginning for something else, right? And one really big thing that's proven time and time again is that the world keeps on moving no matter what happens. I know, I know, this is shocking, right? So as, you know, we're losing people, as we're going through sickness and illness and injury, you know, the birds keep chirping, the babies keep coming, right? Stars keep kind of dying and being created. Grass keeps growing. And guess what? I'm not in charge of any of that. Anything that is created that has a form, okay, keeps moving through a lawful process of change. We talk about that all the time, that life is change. And so we've got to change our thinking if we're going to, you know, kind of keep up with life. But did you know that that doesn't just apply to things that are created and have a form, but it also applies to our thoughts? Our thoughts are energy waiting to be kind of plucked and turned into physical form. Uh, think about clouds. Okay, if you look up, and today we don't have a lot of clouds, but we got, we got a lot of, you know, rain and it's cold, but that's okay. So if you look up in the sky and you see a cloud and it's like a little isolated cloud. All right. So it's really got a couple different options here. It can maybe dissipate in the sun. So the sun comes with all its warmth and everything and kind of dissipates it. Or it can gather energy, perhaps with other clouds, you know, over time and turn into precipitation. Maybe that's rain. Maybe it's sleet. Maybe it's snow. Right. So it can either go away or it can turn into something that, you know, is a, is a different form. The same is true for our thoughts. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're going to an event. This, this actually used to be my reality. You're going to an event and you're so worried about your parking space, right? I hope I get one close. I hope I, you know, uh, you know, have enough time to get where I need to go. You know, you're just worried about this, right? This is partly the reason why I decided to just start paying for valet because I, I that's fine. Just, then I don't have to park at all. I like that idea. But if you're going somewhere, you're worried about your parking space. So there's two different thoughts, just like the clouds. You can say, you know what? I'm going to find the exact right parking space for me. And you can enter that with a spirit of trust. Say, you know what, what is for me will never pass me by. I'm going to find the best parking space there is. That's like the sun dissipating the, the cloud. Or you can come from a place of stress, right, and, and worry and concern. Uh, and that cloud all of a sudden finds other clouds and increases in energy. And from that place of stress, your brain, so this is now into, you, you know, you're taking the thoughts of 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 this parking space and you're bringing it into your brain, your brain is now enacting the physiological response for stress. So you're in this, you know, fight, flight, or freeze moment. 
and your brain is not going to see the parking space. So you could have the perfect parking space for you, but you don't notice it because your brain is stressed. And then you find a parking space. And of course, it's not a good space, you know, because what you're, what you're, you know, Ralph Waldo Emerson, he says, what you focus on, you, you get, you get more of, right? So if you're focused on, you're going to find a bad parking space, guess what's going to happen? You will, because you're a creator. You called that into being. So now you have this bad parking space. You're late to your event and you're like, oh, see, there you go. But what you don't realize is that you literally, just like that cloud, you went and you created this situation for yourself. And we do these things to ourselves every single day. Here's the thing. Our thoughts don't need our attention or our focus. They definitely don't need to be entertained by us. And some of you, and this used to be my reality as well, but not so much anymore. Some of you are actually taking those thoughts and you're making, making them into like a family member, right? You're spending so much time with them. They're like a, another entity that should probably be paying rent in your house. Okay. Life is going to continue to move on. We can let those thoughts pass by right? It's the, the desire to control things that makes us catch those thoughts. But those thoughts are just like creation. It's like, do you go out and, and, you know, will the grass in your yard to thrive? Now I do know a, a couple of people, maybe their fathers do, right? They, they have that, that notion, but do you, you know, go and, and meet a, a pregnant woman and like put your focus and your attention on like, Oh, I, I hope this baby comes out. No, because you know that there's a creative process that's going to make that happen, right? You can do the same thing with your thoughts. You can observe the grass growing. You can observe your thoughts. When we hold on to these thoughts, it's the same thing as like trying to make the grass grow. Okay, so here's a couple thoughts. All right, uh, he's a jerk. I'm so fat. I'm going to fail. Okay. These are just thoughts. And if you say them one that's just once it's just a thought. If you focus on them over and over and over again, you now download them into a belief. So what we really want to do is notice it when it's a passing thought, right? Observe, notice, you know, non-judgment, just acknowledge that it's there, thank it for coming if you want, or you can just completely avoid it. But if you're, if you're used to this notion of overanalyzing, overthinking, you're probably going to have to observe and notice and acknowledge before you can get to the point where you just release it. Okay. You may even want to ask, you know, is there a message here for me? And then let it go. So here's how you can do that. Okay. Let's say you're at work and you know, the, the guy that bothers everybody, <laughs> you know, this thought comes and you're like, Oh my gosh, he's such a jerk, right? In that moment, you say, I have a thought and ask yourself, okay, this is interesting. So let me go with this thought here. Is this thought about me? Is this about him? Or is this about like a, a communication relationship thing? So for example, is this just me judging him as a jerk? Is this him like Maybe that's his awareness level. He doesn't know another option. 
Or is this an opportunity to change, you know, communication styles? Maybe you're, you're two different people on the disc profile and you're interpreting him as a jerk when in reality, both of you are maybe a high D together. Okay. So you're the same and that's why he annoys you. So in reality, you say, oh, I noticed this thought. I wonder what it could be about. Because depending on those three options will completely depend on, on what your action step is from there. Now, you know, if you, if you haven't done this before, this is, this is the process you need to take, but some of you have been doing this for a while. And so your next step is actually to say, huh, isn't that interesting? And just let it go. You can get to that point. All right. So what if you have this, this, um, this thought, uh, I'm so fat, right? All right. Again, ask, is this about me? So for example, you know, do I have some sort of conditioning? Uh, sometimes it is conditioning from your childhood, maybe in your family. Um, you know, maybe all of your, let's say your, your women relatives were overweight, right? So maybe there's this subconscious conditioning that that's what it's supposed to be. Or do you have some conditioning through society, right? So media, things like that. And then you can even ask, okay, I have that thought. Um, what do I want? What do I want instead? So you don't have to entertain it and make it become your reality. You can ask, what do I want to do with this? You can just dissipate that thought. You can also use it and say, all right, I want to put energy toward this, but good energy. So what does that mean for, to me? Oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just feeling fat today. Maybe I have like a, a physical thing happening where I've got some bloating, right? Okay drink a lot of water. That'll help. Right. Or maybe you have a health condition or maybe you've got some extra weight that came on and you're like, Oh, let me, let me, you know, address that. And then what about this? I'm going to fail. Well, it's a fear. So we want to understand that fear always comes to tell us what we want to know. So for example, fear shows up when there's an issue of safety, security, or success. And usually you're trying to kind of step out and do something new. So fear isn't telling you to stop like a red light. It's just saying, hey, yellow light, we need to slow down here. We need to pause. There's some things we need to think about. So it's a really good messenger for us. It will tell us, you know, hey, um, I'm going to fail. Well, why do you think you're going to fail? Well, maybe because I don't have the right knowledge. Oh, well, that's easy. You, where can you get the right knowledge? Right? So fear will tell you where to go to get that knowledge. Or maybe I don't have enough money. Okay, that's a valid concern. Uh, what are we going to do about that, right? So instead of entertaining the fear and letting it sit at your, at your kitchen table and keeping you from doing whatever it is that you want, sit down, have a cup of coffee with it, say, what do I need to know? And then say, thank you so much for coming and move along, okay? Sometimes that, that, that thought of I'm going to fail is about you're doing something unfamiliar, okay? Just keep doing it. And pretty soon it's going to feel familiar. Sometimes it's signaling that you really do need support. So for example, um, I found out, you know, some, some <laughs> somewhat shocking news about my finances relatively recently. And so I realized I don't have knowledge of what to do next. So I reached out to someone and said, I need some support. So that fear of what was going to happen, it could paralyze me or it could, I could use that fleeting thought to create an action step. 
So in essence, what I'm telling you is that we want to pluck the cloud of thought, right? So, so sometimes we do want to, you know, just hold on to that for a minute. We, but we also wanted to allow it to kind of go through us, um, to serve us momentarily, and then let it go. Okay, we want to use it to our advantage and let it go. So you can give it some energy intentionally. If you know you're getting a lesson from it, right? You can absolutely hang there for a minute. But once it goes into that place of not helping you anymore, it's hindering you, you've got to let it go. Okay, you don't want to create a storm in your life from your thoughts because you're, you're entertaining it. Okay, find the lesson, find the message, let it go. All right. Boy, I hope this is helpful. Uh, so with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.